0: You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network's exclusive coverage of the Cardinal Health Retail Business Conference 2017 Conference and Exhibition in San Antonio, Texas. RBC is more than a pharmacy business conference. This interactive gathering of pharmacy owners started in 1990 as a regional show and has since grown into the industry's largest trade show for independent pharmacies. While the conference location changes from year to year, the mission of the RBC remains the same, to help independent pharmacies navigate the ever-changing marketplace by giving them access to the best pharmacy business vendors in the industry. And now, here are your hosts of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, Dr.
1: Aaron Albert and Todd Yuri Hi, this is Steve Light, the Vice President of Consumer Health at Cardinal Health, and you're listening to the Pharmacy
2: Podcast Hey there, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network's live coverage of Cardinal Health's RBC 2017. I'm so excited to be part of this. One of the things that have been very interesting to me is understanding the power of a pharmacy's front end and what that means to revolutionizing how you're impacting your customer as they walk into your pharmacy and what better part and team to have on the show than Mr. Stephen Light with Cardinal Health. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast, Stephen.
1: Oh, thank you, Todd. It's great to be with you.
2: So I want you to set the stage for our listeners. Talk to me a little bit about what you are doing, how you're leading uh, the Retail Solutions Group, and what uh, benefit there is to really having an impacting, powerful front end in your community pharmacy.
1: Well, you know, Todd, that's a great question, and and we're excited about the opportunities, uh, particularly for retail independent pharmacists, uh, to provide great health care for their communities. You know, the first thing we start with is what we call the conversion conundrum. It's an analysis that the industry does every year, and it basically says that if 100 people go into a big box like a CVS to get a script uh, over the course of a year, uh, 96% of them roughly will end up buying something in the front of the store. A very high conversion, and the reality is for retail independents, they're doing about the same number of scripts typically as a Rite Aid in the 200 to 20 a day. So on average, they're getting 50 to 100 people in that store. And the reality is with the conversion conundrum, you're getting only about six out of ten consumers buying something in the front of the store. And that's great news for the retail independents in a highly competitive environment, because as we all know in retail, it's seven times more expensive to acquire a new customer. Than to uh, you know really convert an existing customer, so they're in the store. So then that begs the question: How do we help them win at shelf? And we've been uh, providing some guidance around a series of fronts. Um, one of them is just great merchandising, figuring out how to use end caps more effectively to show value on shelf, to show things that are really seasonally correct, like cough and cold season, um, as well as looking at just basic retail operation standards, making sure they're in stock, making sure resets are completed uh, so they have the newest and freshest product on shelf uh, that the customers are looking for. And then finally, I would say is really helping elevate the awareness for the retail independent uh, around some of the key trends that are going on in the marketplace. Um, Unfortunately, there's a high incidence of diabetes. And oftentimes, they're filling um, scripts on things like metformin and insulin for a person with diabetes, Uh, the 30 million people in this country suffering from that disease. But what they don't realize is for every $3 spent in pharmaceuticals, uh, there's $2 spent in the front end of the store for that person living uh, with that chronic condition. So with the rise of consumerism, uh, with the needs for having healthcare professionals that can provide Uh, support and guidance to uh, the consumers out there, we see the retail independence as having a competitive advantage because of the relationships that they can create with the patient and the consumer coming in their store.
2: So what's really interesting to me, Stephen, is when you were telling me about the myriad of products and services that are delivered to a Cardinal Health customer, a pharmacy owner that's being uh, driven as a consultative service, which was very impressive, to help that growth in profit in helping to build relationships, better relationships with your patients, because now you you seem to be consultative in your in your store yourself. So this is things like your NCAP programs and the in the leader brand and what that means and the diabetes specialized care uh, center. Talk to me about the consultancy, talk to me about how you engage a patient. Are actually your patients, your customer, your pharmacy customer, and helping to grow out their front-end services?
1: Well, I'm going to get a little help on this one. We're lucky today. Um, I've got uh, Samantha Hoy, who is our director of marketing. Sam, I'm going to kind of pose a question to you. Um, at the end of the day, we tend to think about the three Ps, promi- promotion, price, and product. Um, and we provided a lot of services to help that retail independent uh, thrive in the marketplace. And the thing we have to remember, Todd, is Um, very rarely when they're going through their pharmacy programs at university do they have a class on running a front end. So it makes it even more vital as a partner to give them uh, these kind of consultative services to help them really connect with that customer. So, Sam, share a little bit about some of the things we're doing around price, promotion, and
3: product. Yeah, so I'll I'll kind of um, hit on promotion because I think that this is an extremely relevant part of the conversation as we talk about solving the conversion conundrum. And we all know that retail independents um, have a strong desire and ability to really connect with their pharmacy customers on a one-on-one basis. And we've implemented and provided tools to our retail independents so that they can provide us um, access to POS data, giving us the ability to pass on phenomenal promotional opportunities to our um, to, to our pharmacies and then there on to their customers. And what it does is it opens up a dialogue for additional conversation. So now, when a, when a um, shopper walks into the store, not only do they see, you know, the pharmacist and the friendly staff, but they also stop and they're like, "What's going on in here? There's something highly promotional. There's, wait a minute, this looks like the great deals I might see at a, at a national retail um, big box." And it really hones in on also understanding their shopper. And what we've seen in the shopper data is is that these customers tend to be um, you know, old older, um, and also they are very um, considerate about where they're spending their cash because cash is not, um, there is not readily available for them. So what we've found is, is from a consultative standpoint, they're able to really kind of close the loop and help their customers see promotional opportunities um, and ways to save money, quite frankly, on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, just further connecting, you know, not only what they do to the back of the store, but what they do to the front of the store.
2: That's really interesting because I always understand things from a data perspective and when I think of a point of sale system gathering up a bunch of data and maybe even marrying that with the prescription or the medication that that patient is on, that brings in a whole nother light of what we should be getting in front of our patient. And during the season, just as Steve alluded to with regards to cold and cough and flu season, there's always the season back to school. There's obviously the holidays. There might be something regional that's very special to a specific community pharmacy. These are the types of things that the consultant uh, under your organization are helping to, um, helping to foster.
3: Yeah, Tell us I more would about also that. add. It, there's um there's a lot of product opportunity that comes with being able to look at the data, right? So. We get the opportunity and the visibility to see what is selling, both on a national and a regional basis, and it allows us to think about how do we tailor our planograms um, for our retail independents so that we are relevant in the marketplaces that they are. The, the beauty in a, a lot of what um, they have the opportunity to play in these niche products, but it it requires us to be very, um, you know, attuned and. And smart about making sure that our planograms reflect the places in which they live. So we're really excited. You know, we um, have launched a new planogram program in the last year that really is a- allowing us the flexibility and the ability to give our, um, our our customers, quite frankly, more more opportunity to make sure that they're relevant in their marketplace.
2: Give us some data. Share some data with our our listeners. How can we expand our businesses based just on the front end and kind of give us some examples of uh, of where a, a pharmacy customer was and where they are today based on the consultancy and the the intelligence that you guys can bring to the table?
1: Yeah, That's an easy one and one I have a lot of fun with when I talk with our retail independent partners out there. Let me, let me throw a couple ideas that Sam really started to hit it right when she talked about knowing your local market. Um, you really have a chance to know that community and meet the needs of that community much differently than big national chains do. And let me let me give you some small examples. One is, think about the trend of the growing of America. Um, on a daily basis, 10,000 people are turning over the age of 65. Uh, That group makes up the fifth largest economy in the world. They're much more active than their parents and the generation before them. And so because they want to live active lifestyles, because they want to still live at home and not necessarily in a retirement community, um, things like light DME and bath safety is a great opportunity for retail independent pharmacies to connect with consumers, uh, expand assortments and provide growth for their business while they provide an important product uh, and service set for their customers walking in. It's good business, that that segment of the population today is about 35 million people, and it's gonna double in the next 20 years to about 72 million people. So that means building in a six to 8% potential front end growth for your business in the front, compared to you know one or 2% that typically OTC has grown. It's also a relatively high margin product, and when you get with a partner like Cardinal, where we've got guaranteed in stock every day, Um, which is important because this product's bulky and it's not easy to keep in stock and we can go back to the store the next day. It reduces your cash flow investment in the inventory, um, but you can have a wide assortment, be guaranteed to be able to get it to the customer um, and generate very strong margins off of business that's got a clinical element to it. We find the pharmacists really connect well with um, the durable medical equipment and home health care product. Uh, because they're caregivers uh, or they're they're healthcare professionals. So that's an example when you know the numbers of what's happening in that population, there's a great opportunity to really create something that's consistent and lines up well with the traditional pharmacy, but also expands the opportunity uh, to help create a healthier community for uh, the customers you serve.
2: So when I think of retail, I think of the evolution of pharmacy, and we start fusing these two things together, the consumers are smarter today. They're spending a lot of time online researching products. The the money that they spend, in my opinion, is probably harder to get in some ways than it was ten or twenty years ago, for sure. And and as an educated buyer, the, the impulse sale is still quite important. So understanding what's being bought, as um, as Ms. Hoy said, at a big box chain, um, is pretty important to a community pharmacy. More and more retailers are are folding. Um, specific items into uh, what they know a consumer is going to grab, including including those annoying fidget spinners, for example. So when I think of this, and I'm thinking of a pharmacy owner who is driving health as the leading uh, service that they're providing, how does the front end differ in a pharmacy, Steve, than it would the, at a at a local store? Or at a big box store?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I would start with where they're more the same than different. And I think historically it's been easy for retail independents to think that they're not similar. And yet when you look at the basics of retail, um, they are. And when you operate against that model, I think you would start to see some great conversion. Let, let me tease that out a little bit. Um, One of the things that we've done through the point-of-sale system, uh, the merchandising team has had great success of connecting with national brands. There's been a high appetite to come in and put promotional programs together like you would find at a regional or a big-box chain where you're literally doing end caps of seasonally correct, highly promoted product um, in a way that, that really flashes value in the store. And this is important because the research shows that consumers perceive retail independence, no matter what the price is at shelf, of actually being high value or high priced. And so, by using the point of sale system and being able to go to national brands, we're actually able to develop programs for retail independence that flash that great value on shelf, which adds that extra item or two to the basket, which drives conversion conundrum and builds loyalty all over time. Um, the second thing you were hitting on with technology price transparency is so high today. Uh, because of the Amazonian effect and the use of smartphones, um, that you've really got to be thoughtful about your price strategy, particularly with what we call uh, KVIs or key value items. These are the 10 to 20 items that a consumer typically knows in a category where you've got to be priced right. And we work very closely um, with a a technology that allows us uh, to really go out to market, test price, market itself shelf among major players within the drug channel, and then actually be able to go back and provide a service for retail independence, uh, that they can be right priced every day based on sending it to their local competition. And we've seen this pay off. As a matter of fact, at RBC I was talking with a customer uh, that I spent about three hours last year talking through strategy on the floor, and they were just tickled pink because when they came back Last year, they were doing about 10000 a month out of the front end of their 1,500-square-foot store, and in one, less than one year, they've doubled that. And what we talked about were three basic things. Uh, they needed to um, follow the disciplines of the planogram, so that the shopping experience for the customer is right. Two, they needed to follow the pricing disciplines, so they were priced right to the market. And three, they needed to be promotional and really use end caps effectively uh, to showcase value for the consumer, who to your point has a lot of choices today in an omni-channel environment. Um, and, and they wanna now double it in a, uh, the next year. And so we spent another two hours talking about businesses and opportunities they could get into, but it works with some basic blocking and tackling. So back to my original point, is if you start to do a lot of the fundamentals of just good retailing 101, uh, these independents will find that they can grow 30, 50, 100% uh, because the demand's there. It goes back to the point customers are in the store. You just need to convert them.
2: The science of this is fascinating to me, Stephen, and having a team of experts that do nothing but plan this stuff out and pay attention to end caps, pay attention to colors, pay attention to wording, not having too much wording, but not enough wording, and the education factor, and the fact that it is a healthcare environment and a healthcare destination. This is just a uh, way too much to take in in one podcast It would be awesome to have you guys back on a on a reoccurring basis to really highlight some of the intelligence of what your team's putting together. But before we go, what else can you tell us to kind of set the stage of uh, advice or benefits or uh, just something about that front end of how important that is to the rest of your business?
1: i would say that if if i had one other thought for retail independent it would be think holistically think about the complete continuum of care for your customer in the store um you know at the end of the day whether you're talking about um uh, health and human services uh, point of view around the idea of not just simply adherence to their medication but outcomes Uh, The five star rating around heart health and diabetes is a great example that, um, you know, the government is looking for uh, the entire healthcare system to create positive outcomes, to create a healthier community and also lower cost. And I I find that a lot of retail independents get so focused on getting their, 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 effectively and efficiently getting their scripts filled that they often forget that a typical store has four to six thousand products out there. They play a necessary and important role to create a healthy outcome, and if they start to think in those terms, they'll start to come out behind the counter, and the best ones do this. Um, They create a high-touch, white-glove healthcare experience that builds loyalty, it builds healthier communities, and ultimately gives them a key point of differentiation against a big box. Sam, any thoughts on that you would add from your perspective?
3: Yeah. So as I think about um, you know great opportunities um, and how retail independence can win in this space, I, I think that um, another data point is is when you look at the number of trips that a pharmacy, or that a shopper is going to make into any retail any retailer, why not leverage and take advantage of that? So on average, a, a shopper is going to make 40 trips a year to buy front end type items, and the question that I often pose. To retail pharmacies, they're like, why me? And my answer is, why not you? Um, You have the relationships in your marketplace. Take advantage of the tools and the resources that exist within whatever wholesaler you're with because um, they each can provide you some support and help to really grow that front end business. You know, whether it's opportunities through marketing or end caps or, you know, uh, planograms or point of sale services or just, hey, come into my retail store and give me a one over and tell me. know, how am I performing against um, the competition? And the retailers who have done that, as Steve alluded to, they've seen great success from that. And I would also, you know, tell them one tip or trick is be a little bit patient because you've got to change your customers' minds. You have to help them understand and see you in a different light. And sometimes that takes a minute um, for the shoppers to completely absorb. So, you know, take advantage of the tools and resources and don't be afraid to ask for that help.
2: What an environment to be in at the Cardinal Health uh, RBC and, and what you provide. It's like the Super Bowl of uh, pharmacy business and, and what to do and how to pivot and what your customers are looking for, but the networking aspect of it. Um, it was a great venue. I think one of the most successful RBCs that uh, Cardinals ever had at, in San Antonio, Texas. And then you're back again, RBC 2018 in San Diego. Steve, and your team. I want to thank you for being part of the RBC's 2017 Pharmacy Podcast Network program. And it's an open vin- invitation to come back anytime.
1: Not our pleasure. And thank you so much for the opportunity. And we wish nothing but the best for all your listeners.
2: Thank you very much. You were listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network's live coverage, recorded live at RBC 2017. Thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast.
0: Cardinal Health, helping independent pharmacies successfully grow their pharmacy businesses for over 45 years while advocating stronger relationships with patients for healthier communities throughout the country. We thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast live coverage of the Cardinal Health RBC 2017. Be sure to join us next year for the RBC 2018 in downtown beautiful San Diego, California, June 27th through June 30th.